0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ryan Aloud, and I have the one and only filmmaker, writer, actor, and you model. I mean, look—the photos are giving Al Scott Worrell. Oh, R- 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 Excuse me. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. This has been so a little backstory. I've been watching. I this. When did Risk? The, when did the film come out? What is that? Uh, twenty one. I want to say twenty October twenty twenty. Was that in? Okay, I remember. No, twenty twenty one. Sorry. See, it's I call it a pandemic blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pandemic blur because I really remember like it didn't feel like that long ago, but it feels like it was. And you guys had the premiere watch, and I remember I got my take little, you know, my ticket and was in the little hub there watching it uh kudos to you and philip that was a beautiful 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 sweet short to the point uh short film obviously thank you but welcome how are you today i'm doing good i'm feeling good
1: you know the sun is out it's not freezing here because it's been really cold in la um yeah
0: i've been up since like six so i've been feeling good you know okay you look great thank you The skin is glowing. The teeth is teething. I need to, maybe I need to come to LA because I, look. The water
1: is horrible. Trust me. You are better off in Pittsburgh. I'm serious. The water is so bad here.
0: It's, but you know what? I, we had a couple, like during the week, it was like here in Pittsburgh, it was a little bit, you know, like it hit like 70, 80 maybe. And I couldn't wait to, you know, rip off the the, peacoat, the thermals, whatever. It was just like not now fast forward to Easter weekend and it's like it's cold it's back to the you know I had a jean jacket on last night and I went out with some friends and I'm like what was I thinking like it's uh, <laughs> I preferred the LA I don't know I have to I, yeah like I but it's it's been given east coast weather lately yeah yeah it's how that can happen because you just think we people that have not been like myself think it's just like sunny all the time over there. it's Warm sunny all the
1: time. just <laughs> it <gets> cold <laughs> uh have you uh did you ever notice like on insecure there would be moments where like Issa would like have on like a short like a dress and like short sleeves and lawrence would have on like a sweater and it was like very confusing <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that's, very uh, LA <laughs> that's very much la weather that's very much
0: that makes sense uh, okay now that you put it like that i i'm thinking back thinking back that's I, I, it makes sense okay so i just wanted just for the right out loud listeners just i said your name but i want you to take this time to those who are not familiar with who you are introduce yourself really quick to the listeners
1: yeah um again my name is al scott warrell i am a i just say filmmaker because i literally do all of the things um i have done two short films i filmed a pilot for risk but i am going back and forth about how I want to move forward with that. Um, I was going to, it's on here to ask because <laughs> I want to know. I will. Uh, <laughs> um, And Transplants is out, Um, which has been really, a really great experience. It has been a daunting task because I did all the post-production myself. So the editing, the sound, the music, all those things. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited to talk more about like the process
0: and yes. just, you know, show more of myself. Yes, I can't listen. When I I. Saw that you had like it got retweeted on the timeline. And I'm like, why haven't I not been reached out to you um, to be on the show? And like I said, timing is everything. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, we followed each other. I'm like, Alskar has to come on Ryan Out Loud to talk about transplant because the first episode, the trailer, I was like, yes, but the first episode, I was like, oh my God, this is like, it's amazing. It's brilliant. Like reading, I'm like, what is this? What is it? Then reading what, you know what the series was going to be about i'm like this is uh, it's everything that we need when i say we i mean us as black queer men need these this representation in series in shows like you are producing so kudos thank you for that thank you so let's see let me look let me look so you jumped into filming okay you were mm-hmm. in, you're originally from virginia mm-hmm. right Okay, so you were in an educator administrator, correct?
1: Yeah, I started out teaching high school geometry. Then I taught math and STEM dean. I taught some graduate courses at Johns Hopkins. Uh, director of, of operations. Um, yeah, I've done i done a lot.
0: Come on, so so that that switch from which you you know in education and teaching and into pursuing uh, filmmaking. At the, you know, that's a complete so first of all, how was that conversation like with your with your family, with your parent? Like if you know, your family?
1: Um, I've never been the person that goes to my family about things like that. Okay. I just make decisions. I know um, that's right. And because I found that a lot of times when you do that, even with with certain friends that I used to have, they would like be like, Well, why are you doing this? And I've moved around like a lot. Like I love moving. Um, I just felt like I was young. Why not move around? Um, But the transition itself was hard because finding a job Mm. when you are not looking or when you're changing careers is just like a thing, but also in the film industry, especially if you're Black and you're gay. Um, So that was like the hardest part, like figuring out like what I was going to do while I pursue film and filmmaking and writing. Um, But those things specifically have always been in my life. Like in elementary school, I started a school newspaper. I was... One of the producers for the television like news program we had, um, I did the same thing in in high school, and I think sometimes as adults, like the things that we love as kids kind of get beat up beat out of us like yeah. through experiences and just like the way of the world. Um, and so I was twenty eight and working in Houston and hated my job. And so I was like, well, what can i what is it that I genuinely love to do? Um And I was actually driving from Houston to New York. Uh, like on spring break because I love drive. It's like a 24 hour drive, but like I love driving.
0: And yeah, you see me looking at you like, look, <laughs> I, wow. And because I did read in one of the art, like you had a lot of clarity. Was that that drive that you had? That mm-hmm. Yeah, like-
1: you get tired of listening to music. So I like literally just like rode in silence for like six hours. And I was just thinking about my experiences as an adult, my experiences as a child and like where they married. Um and so from that like I wrote my very first uh series which was called Everything's Fine and we started filming it I have so much footage from it um but it will never the footage itself may see it the light of day and maybe a documentary or something.
0: So but, everything is fine that I did watch that on your so you have is 1990 production is that still your no okay I wasn't no, so uh. Rodney and I, uh, so
1: 19, uh, yeah, everything's fine. The short film is actually a revamp of the original pilot script. But the original pilot, um, I was not in it. Like we casted all different people. I actually was just like writing and I took like a hands-off approach. Um, But it fell through the cracks for a lot of different reasons. But I think mainly um, just people, working with people who were not prepared And, like, just trying to, like, grow and stuff together. And so that was, like, the moment where I was, like, you know what? Teach yourself everything. Because if anything ever falls through the cracks again, like, you need to be able to figure it out so that you can continue and push forward. Um, But in 1990, I have put under the umbrella of Alchemist, which is Rodney and I's production company.
0: Okay. Um, Okay.
1: Yeah. So we started out with two separate production companies. And we were working together on a project. And I was, like, oh, you know, we work well together. He was, like, yeah. And I was, like maybe we should join put our stuff under one umbrella and so we like navigated what that would look like and thus alchemist was uh formed and transplants is our first official project
0: okay okay because i i was like i said doing my research and i was watching you know your short film and then risk and just kind of like i like to get up to speed on what you know making sure i'm not missing anything you know and would I just listening to you say so you so a lot of the things like you you touch yourself like the mm-hmm. what you always had a niche for writing filmmaking but like the you do editing your own you do everything so mm-hmm. like how does that what is a day how does your how do you map your like I feel like you have to have a very scheduled day-to-day life like how does that look like for you like if you film like say if you guys are filming transplant one day and then you need to how many how does that look like for you um it varies I'm
1: I'm a person that weirdly enough I hate routine but I thrive from routine Hmm. um and since I've been just in September of last year I lost my job I've never ever been fired from a job but I got fired from a job after like speaking up about some racist stuff and so um, I've just used that time to really focus on this and there are times where I'm doing like gig work or i like PA on a Netflix set or I'll deliver groceries or whatever I got to do to make it work and be able to play, pay for the life that I want or the building blocks for that life is going to be a thing. But the, the self-taught thing, YouTube, trial and error, like even the wrist short film, like that was my first time like editing a short film. And it took months of me like not trusting in myself and my editing process and reaching out to other editors and having them do things and then not being satisfied. And then I was like, you what, I'm just going to do it myself. So it just it was really just figuring out like what's going to work for me and navigating how can I make my day work for me versus forcing myself to do these things. And so there are days where I'm feeling more inclined for editing. I'll focus on that or if I'm more inclined for writing or storyboarding or whatever that may be. I'll focus on that Um, but I really do hate editing
0: (laughs) I me as a just a podcaster like I don't even want to like not even comparing to what you do because I've watched your work and it is just beautiful how you capture the essence of the skin tone the you know of the black character a black gay character like it's just beautiful the lighting everything is beautiful but on my end, editing, and I'm not even comparing, I hate it. It is the worst. I, I'm like, I'm a one man, I'm a one person show. I just, you know, when I started this journey of Ryan Out Loud, I just knew I wanted to talk to creatives. Uh, and now that as, it, as it's grown, I'm like, oh, maybe I need to look into a team. But right now I can't afford a team. So it's just me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get what you're going to get, what I get, you know, what I give, you know? and what so, you're giving is great so thank you you should I be very that. proud thank you and as should you come on so okay. I was in the process of my research you know backtracking you. you mentioned about you writing and stuff in the past and you wrote your first book at 16 mm-hmm. so yeah how have you I know you you're a filmmaker but have you ever thought about like putting together a book like a you know like a fiction novel or something in that aspect or I've thought about doing non-fiction uh more specifically
1: recently so I turned 33 glad, oh, in February and I got an idea like I've been wanting to write a book because the book I wrote when I was 16 was very it was very raw mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that like I've had a very interesting life and so it Chronicle that um mm. but i don't want to put all of that out which okay. is why it's like i've had people read it and stuff. but and as far as putting it out now but i do want to write a book that is nonfiction and relates to things in my life just without telling all my business <laughs> but as far as anything fiction no nah. understood okay okay so
0: okay let me look
1: let's see never say never though because listen i might be down to
0: you know do something okay i i because i let me look i'm my notes are all over the place one thing about writing out loud i'm like i can't read my own handwriting sometimes and i think i was so so let's backtrack okay when you because we're the same age literally you just you just turned 33 did you have that, and I asked this question, this is an off topic, but did you have that moment when you turned 30 that you were just like, okay, like, it hits different. 30 hits, your 30s hit different. I know for me, it was more of a like, okay, what the fuck, what am I going to do with my life? What am I, how do I want to leave? you know what i want my legacy to be um i don't have kids i don't have you know like it's just me you know so i got to yeah. think of stuff like that did how was that transition into your 30s cuz i feel like even at 33 i'm still you know like it's a new chapter it's a new phase and every day you're learning we don't know it all i don't know it all so i'm always open to listening and learning new things how was how was that transition for you i like to ask that question to my fellow 30. um
1: 30 didn't feel special to me it just felt like another birthday like I felt well I'm sorry it did feel special but not in the sense of like I need to have these things by 30 it felt like wow you're going into your 30s and I've always heard that your 30s are even better than your 20s Um, and so I was excited about it Um, I vividly remember my 30th birthday because it happened literally a month before uh, lockdown yeah and I went to Tulum in Mexico City and I was engaged at the time so it was just like a lot going on um but yeah it just it felt good and I feel like since I've been in my 30s things have not been perfect but it has definitely been the most fulfilled that I've been
0: yeah yeah that's a good way to yeah I like that because I'm like I I had that moment at 30 I was like okay I need to like figure this out what am I doing with my career and then like 31 hit and i was like you know just let that go let that structure you know i always had like structure in my head i had to do this this and that by a certain age and it took me years to unlearn that and unpack that and to just live in the moment that's how that's what Mm -hmm. i call
1: a lot of us have had that thrust upon us of like we need to do these things by 30 and i it's it's been interesting to unpack that with like some of my friends and stuff just but you know Thirty is great. The thirties are dope, and I heard the forties are even better than the thirties. Listen,
0: I'm just I'm grateful to be here. So, Mm -hmm. so when you, inspiration-wise, what was that film that said you or series or whoever that inspired you to say this is something that I want to do, or did you see something that was lacking that you wanted to like? I want to tackle these topics, and I want to make these characters come to life. How did what does that look like for you? How's that inspiration, what it fuels your inspiration? So I've always loved TV, like literally
1: always. Like I love Lucy, like Nick and Knight was like my thing um, growing up and that. I n- never really thought it was a career or thought to explore it as a career. Like I did a lot of things growing up, like t- like building computers and writing, and but I never thought that like those were gonna be like careers. I was so stuck on like, what is gonna make me money? What do I know is gonna make me money so that I am not repeating the cycle that has been generationally thrust upon me. Right. Um, And when I started to like really pay attention to like, TV was probably, well not paying attention, but paying attention to it as a career was, not probably, it was definitely insecure. Um, Yes. Yeah, I I Issa is such an inspiration to me. Um I have no problem admitting that Insecure is an inspiration. It's the first time that I feel like I've seen black people just living their lives um in a non-sitcom way, of course. Um in a way that explored their world and explored the music that they listened to through the show and so it just inspired me in ways that I didn't even know were like going to be a thing. Um so that was like when I, that came out in 2016 and I wrote my first pilot in
0: 2018. Okay, so. yeah. I What I love about uh Issa and what she did with Insecure, it was just so fucking relatable. It was like, even though it was, you know, I s- saw myself in parts of Issa or Kelly or, you know, like it just was mm-hmm. a relatable series, which also inspired me to uh, work on my first book uh so shout out to Issa. i don't you know that that's dope to hear that is dope. have you you're in la have you met her have you
1: not yet but you know it's gonna happen this year it, it I'm is betting on
0: that no it is okay it is i'm just so in, i like aside from
1: just like insecure just as a as a black creative like Issa's ability to always level up and include those around her in that just it's so dope and, it, and it, it's something that I don't see a lot happening in the entertainment industry specifically with black yes. um, people that are in those positions um, she's not gatekeeping in a way that I see a lot of people and I love that so
0: John, now easy. I'm
1: trying to forge a path uh, that is similar in the vein of like bringing up all the people around me and so far so good transplants is like proof
0: of that so far We're so. doing it and it's great <laughs> it, that's let's jump right into it okay transplant is your you've done other things you've done but this is like this is your baby right
1: mm-hmm.
0: how talk me through this create this process how this you know from the moment you say okay this is something I want to do bring in uh because Rodney is also the co-star as well
1: he's a co-creator co-creator yeah. Excuse Co-star, me. yeah
0: so how did that just talk to us about transplants because i love it
1: yeah i do <laughs> uh we actually were working on another short film guy and mickey and we were at my house and i don't know what we were talking about but we were sharing like stories and he shared a story about um having sex and basically a guy like almost suffocated him and i was like that would make a great opening for a show um, and you did with, like, that was right the... in your face <laughs> and I loved it. he was sorry. like yeah I know. I know. I always preference, like, even when we had our panel, it was the first thing that I addressed. Because sex scenes can be weird for people um, in film. And so I always want to acknowledge that. Um, And I always let people know that whenever I do include sex scenes, it's very intentional. Um, But yeah, so that was the story. And then we kind of just like, you know, went about our time. And then one day I was smoking, you know, uh, the devil's grass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's the first time Uh, I've heard the devil's grass. Really, that's what they used I used to call it. I don't call really? it that because I don't believe it's evil, but that's what it's they used fine. to call it. That and Reefa.
0: <laughs> Reef now, Reef. oh, the devil's grass. Wow, I'm not. I actually like that. Term. Listen, I'm sorry, continue. continue. No, you're
1: fine. Um, I and I was like, this we need to like make this happen. I was like, what if we write a show and it's about. You know, just navigating L.A., being not from here. We didn't even have a name yet. And um, we was like, "Mm, let's try it. And then we started writing about, and originally in the show, I didn't get fired, but both of us were very unhappy with our jobs. And so it was like, well, what if we, you know, we center that and we were like talking about our loved lives and we were like, let's just focus on that. And so the first three episodes didn't focus on anything about the business. Like, we just focused on our love lives and, yeah. you know, the work things. Um, and I also didn't quit originally in the first, or get fired in the first episode. Originally, he quit, and then he quit first, and I quit in the second episode. Uh, but I ended up getting fired in the midst of rewrites, so we changed it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we wrote the whole, se- well, we outlined the entire season, um, seven episodes, And then we started writing and the original goal with Transplants was to film it ourselves. We were like, you know, we're working on Guy and Mickey, that's gonna be a lot of money. Um, We need to really, you know, but we need to do something for us because, you know, pre-production is a process and it takes a long time, especially when you don't have the funding that you need um, and you're, you know, taking shortcuts. So we started Transplants, we filmed two scenes by ourselves, one in my living room and then one we did like a party scene um and we were like oh this is too much work <laughs> it's just, like it's just it was a lot to try and do all the things by ourselves um and so we were like we're just gonna put it to the side for now and then we ended up meeting or I ended up meeting AJ who was our DP in direct episode one and typically when people reach out and they're like oh you know let's meet I have a project or you know I like to work together a lot of times it doesn't lead to anything because people just be talking You're um yeah, and so he we met up and he was like, you know, you working on anything? I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, actually I am. Like, we need like a DP for it. And he was like, well, send me the script. And I sent it and things just kind of went from there. Like my friends moved here from New York. So they came on board to help us. Um, We we met some amazing people. And Rodney and I have another uh, partner, Matthew, who, sorry, there's a plane. I don't know if you can hear that. No? Um, we have another partner, Matthew, who has played a significant role. Like he's also an executive producer and he like handled casting and like the things that we needed done on like renting equipment. Like he took care of that so we could focus on like the creative aspect. And then I don't know if you know CJ Bill, but sorry, Carlton uh, Carlton Bell, he came to from Alabama to uh, direct episodes two and three. Oh, man. and yeah, and that was just reaching out, like the power of social media is crazy
0: it really like i i that as a question i had written down like it's being an, in the, you know when you're like a independent artist like i usually have you know artists are just an independent like you're a filmmaker and uh really the power of social media is everything and it sometimes it's like i always ask that question to my guests like how do you find that balance um, you know, like there's that pressure that you, okay, transplants is out, right? I need to, I'm doing, you know, we are doing this. And I say we, cause you have a group, you know, it is a group of you guys. How do we, we gotta get this exposure out there and, you know, get the, you know, spread it around. How do you find that balance? Cause sometimes it could be a little over, in black gay Twitter, it can be very overwhelming. And then it's like, then you have the moments that you're like, okay, this might work. How does that, how do you balance your, You know professional personal how do you do that with social media
1: um i'm i I give myself grace and i'm patient with myself um i really do try to limit my social media use um because it it can be a lot but also being in the space that i'm in like i can't limit it too much because i need to engage Mm -hmm. and meet people and you know so on and so forth so i try and like give myself breaks from socials or like i'll take a day where i won't even engage um but there are days where i'm not the best and i spend a lot of time alone so that helps a lot with like just balance like i love
0: my alone time i have so much fun (laughs) by myself (laughs) bringing somebody into like it's it's just so much more peaceful like how you 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 know driving by yourself all of those hours and or you know me i take solo trips my friends like Mm -hmm. are you sure i'm like i'm very sure I go places I will go eat by myself, go mm-hmm. out by myself. Like it's just alone time is ev- in different aspects, but alone time is everything. Yeah.
1: So that's really it. I mean, and my friends, luckily we're all in a space where we're building together. So like we have a work day where we'll come together and just like spend the whole day just in each other's presence, like cooking and writing and going through the different things that we have. Um, so it's it's been it's been really dope having a support system, like a solid support system in LA, because I think a lot of times people move here and that's what's missing. And that's why a lot of people don't enjoy it. I'm not saying I love it. You know, I told you that, but having them here has helped significantly.
0: I always, I hear that a lot because a lot of the people uh, I've had on this show um are in la and they always stress about having a good support system because it's like you can have people in your circle that don't that don't mean well at Mm -hmm. all it's like Mm -hmm. you put your because you're new or you know you're fresh to the 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 scene it's like you know you take those burns sometimes when you get burned you take those hard so like Mm -hmm. you put those walls up so i I hear that a lot. So that's always good to hear that you have such a solid support system in LA. It's I, I told you off-screen, I was like, I have never been. So I'm like, somebody mentioned to me, they were like, would you, you know, Ryan, allow, you know, would you move out to LA? I'm like, listen, it would have to be one of those situations where I know the job is secured or, you know, like, cause I hear yeah. about the rent all the time. And I think rent here in Pittsburgh is- outrageous So I'm what's like, the average rent there okay so this is it's it's so the most like so i will say right now i pay about a little over you don't have to tell me your rent, my rent what's the average was, you don't need people in your business i know you're right you're right mm-hmm. about a about a grand i would say a little over i know like in town they have like they've they built a lot of new condos and stuff which are like averaging like 1300 so around it okay. i can get with that so, okay i mean it's so- pittsburgh so i can't get with that but
1: <laughs> <laughs> my best friend lived in pittsburgh for a few years so um yeah. you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah trust me i'm like sometimes i'm like what am i doing like i gotta go yeah. I gotta but go. no i'll be
1: craving I crave a, a lot of times being here, being in sm- a smaller city mm-hmm. that's uh
0: less expensive. Um, so, you know, if it's if it wasn't L.A., where would you because you said you moved around a lot. What was your favorite locate? What was your favorite state to be in? Um,
1: Definitely New York. OK. Yeah. New York. I have a love hate relationship with New York. I mean, again, feels like a toxic relationship. Yes. Because there's, I've never been in a place where I felt so at home and mm. I feel so at home and so myself and so free when I'm in, in New York in a way that I don't feel anywhere else. Um, But I don't know if I could live there again, unless I was like, or I'm sorry, I'm speaking to existence. Um, I can't live there again until I like have all the money that I need to thrive. Because sure. that's a city where you literally need to have absolutely nothing to do so that you can just like
0: enjoy the city so okay okay new york i like i love a good pop in and then pop out because i can't it's <laughs> just it's a little it gets a little overwhelming um that's how i feel about i don't know and i can't say this so excuse me to my my la people you guys I, It just feels overwhelming and i like i'm one of those like i will not i don't panic but it's like okay I can't do this today. I'm going to go home or, you know, like I just need to, you know, step away. It just seems a little overwhelming, but I, I want to experience it. So now yes. I'm talking about LA, but so transplants is out and we are both, we're heavy on social media. And I, I, I'm curious your thoughts of like posts. Cause I remember when I, I, structured to post I said you know somebody there's always that poster like oh I miss Noah's Ark or you know like the class which are classics or we need more representation um instead of being the side character and being the you know da, da, da. but there are are you and Philip and uh for the boys you guys are and I'm missing a lot of others um that are out here creating good content for us uh black gay men and how does that when you see that you know you're like hey here I am you know I'm 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 putting out short films here I am how does those posts make you like not make you feel but when you see those you're like no shade to the you know like the legends that like uh Patrick Ian you know poke or you know any of those but Like, hey, we're here. We're still here. There are still stories being written and produced. But
1: I feel I I, I'm trying to watch my words, but I'm just going to say. Let me
0: listen. Write out loud is a safe space. Speak your mind.
1: (laughs) I feel a lack of support within the gay black community. Hmm. Um, not as a not as a. A whole because there there are so many people who have supported us and that's where I've chosen to shift my focus because I used to be worried about the people that were not supporting the people including friends who just were not you know showing me that they were behind it or people who would complain about things like that but they aren't doing any due diligence to find anything and it's just kind of like if it's not right in front of your face you're not trying to find it and so um, I, I think gay black men in general as an audience sometimes we can be fickle um and i think that representation is a very very powerful thing but it also has its pitfalls because the thing with representation is when people don't feel represented in the physical they automatically check out and similar to what you were saying about insecure or bringing this point home like that wasn't a show about gay black men but there were so many moments that you could connect with and I feel that way about like a lot of our content like if it's not if, if if a masculine man is watching a show a masculine gay man is watching a show and the character is more feminine then a lot of times they're automatically checking out because they're like oh I can't identify with that beyond just like that and I feel like that has a lot to do with like our internalized our internalized uh, experiences from just being gay and navigating the world as a gay black man like a lot of times we have things that we have to move beyond, myself included like I think about my first times on camera and like worrying about was I gonna appear like was my voice gonna appear too high or you know those things that like were in my head that I had to like work through and realize it like that was an issue for me and I just feel like that happens a lot in, in media for us um, I think that's one side of it and I also think the other side is just if you create and you don't promote nobody's going to see it and I I use my short film risk as a prime example like once I did drop it like I wasn't consistently posting about it or you know um but that has been completely different with transplants and I think that's led to like part of the 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 the, the, uh, success and viewership um posts like yours thank you again
0: for that by the way um that post drove a lot of engagement for us listen I, when I, saw, I somebody retweeted retweet, like, this is when the, you dropped a trailer. Did you drop it at the beginning of the year or into last year? I uh, We dropped a teaser at the beginning of the year. Yeah, okay. just a so very remember, short teaser. I remember I'm like, oh, and I, you know, remember you from uh, the r- risk. And I remember seeing, I was like, I should have been followed you like a couple years ago. And it's just like, like I said, timing is everything. But when I saw that you were working on this, and I'm like, we need this. This needs to be, you know, and I don't have a big following. I don't, but I feel like every retweet matters. It does. Every, and retweet that's really matters. all it takes. It's like so simple. I don't care. Like, I, if I see it, I'm going to retweet it. And when I saw your project, I'm like, oh, I have to support. And then when the episode dropped, and I was like, I was late because <laughs> I remember seeing it and I was like, how did and we follow each other? And I was like, I should have been gotten to, I remember seeing the trailer and I got, I think the first two or three, I can't remember the first, how many episodes? Cause there's only the first three are out right now. Yeah. So it was the first two I caught up on. And I was like, and I remember like, literally, even still I'm refreshing. Cause I'm like, where's the rest? <laughs> where's the rest? But I had the support because it was just so, I was invested in the storyline. And I, and it's funny. Cause you said this earlier, it made me even forget that not forget which the root of you guys what the story the series is about because like you're just leading up to that like the development of the sex shop and the cannabis, you know store so i'm like invested in you guys live like the rent party like that no that's my baby that was a brilliant episode i've never i've never seen a series that like folk you know like really get to the point like okay i'm in you're very vocal about, like, I'm in LA, I, I got fired from my job, I gotta figure some shit out. That was like epic. That, that was a, such a phenomenal episode. So, you should Thank feel
1: you. I'm sorry, I'm going to Like So, I wrote that episode. So, I'm always like, yeah. and it's very something, it's, I just in general, I love history. And it just felt so good to be able to incorporate a part of our rich history. And I think, especially in a time now where we're seeing so much happening with the government and just the cost of living and inflation. That's really corporate greed. Like it's, it just, it, I felt like it was needed to show that, that community, especially because a lot of times when we do do stuff like that, or people are like crowdfunding on Twitter for rent, a lot of that comes with uh judgment and, and shame and it shouldn't. And so I, I'm hoping that that came across an episode or that's what people were able to get from it. But um, yeah, that that is I love all the episodes, but that is hands down my
0: favorite. OK, like, I, I I def I really, really, really love that episode. I was like, I love how it was just like, hey, I'm struggling. Let's do it. You know, like it was just. Yeah, yeah, you should you should be, feel very proud about that. About the whole series, but I'm going to step away from transplant real quick and talk about risk. Okay, that when I say first of all, and I mean this in a good way, I was triggered. <laughs> <laughs> I was triggered because I've been in that exact same scenario as Trevor. Correct. That was the mm-hmm. that was the character and. I was just like that no, it was like it hit home, but it was so i because i'm I was over it, but I was just like, that was so beautiful. It was from the the random inspiration from the Lyft, or Bliff, excuse me, the Bliff driver in, the, in at the beginning,' because, you know, you always run into those older black women that are mm-hmm. just
1: like,
0: okay, oh, you just you' gonna talk to me like this, and you don't know who I am, but I'll take it, you know, like okay. <laughs> To the, the awkward, you know, first interaction with a friend you have not seen in a while and there's feelings. Like that was beautiful. Again, like Thank I'm you. about giving people their flowers. And I do want to give a moment to just give you your flowers of how your thought process, or how you you write and how it looks when you execute, you should be feel very proud. You really can it's very beautiful. But the series, right? So mm-hmm. he did this and the series, was this supposed can we I'm trying to word it because it's is it on hiatus right now? Or are we just
1: are yeah, there? so
0: risk is very
1: uh, interesting. I, I feel like as a writer, I often write my life into storylines or and not like verbatim, like but like I play around, like I'll yeah, take yeah, bits yeah. and pieces, you know, I'll place them here and there. And the short film started out as just like, I just had a passion project. I needed to get off my chest because I had been going through something with a friend over the course of a few years. And um, yeah, I just needed to get it out. But the series, I like really wanted to continue the story. And so I originally wrote the short film for Houston, and I changed it to LA because Philip was here and he it was COVID, so he didn't feel comfortable traveling. Traveling, but in the series I was like, I'm gonna set it in Houston, and then the whole thing with the abortion stuff happened in Texas, and I was like, I'm definitely not filming there. So I switched it, and I think that took a little bit of for me. It took a little bit of the the love out of it for me. Okay. I don't really know how to describe like it, or a little bit of the heart because I knew Houston very 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 well um in a way that I didn't know Richmond which is where we ended up filming but it was in virginia and I really wanted to to go home and be able to experience like a city that I never see on tv and you know um but we filmed it and it was literally the worst experience I've ever had filming um not the people the people were amazing yeah
0: yeah 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 no, but
1: no. I was in over my head um because I was trying to do too much because I didn't have the money so I'm like doing all the things and traveling to another state and paying for people to come in and, and stay and in and hotels and it was just a lot. Um and then when we finished filming it, I did like a little watch party and um of like a rough cut and the feedback was good. But then I kept playing around with it and I just was not satisfied oh, with it. I and then I did transplants and I was like this meets my vision. Okay. Transplants is like 90 it meets 99 percent of my vision like there's that one percent of like things I would change um in hindsight but wrist didn't make me feel that way and so uh I am in a space now where I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do
0: understood now can I ask now was it a continuation from like after the short film mm-hmm. did it follow your character
1: mm-hmm. oh, so okay. the series followed my character. Um, after he basically, he basically gets the short film, uh, not funded, well funded, and in the midst of filming, loses one of his backers, um, and so the production company that has a short film ends up like, being like, okay, well we're taking it, like you, like you don't own it because you haven't paid us all the money, um, and so he ended up leaving, he ends up leaving L.A. and relocating, to Richmond with his best friend um and it, the series follows them too and his best friend is married but in the middle of a separation that he hasn't shared with his with trevor um it's it's honestly it's really it's good um like the story is really really good if i could reshoot it and recast myself i probably
0: would and that's so adding actor to your length your resume right because you did Risk and you were in your a couple other your short films and now you are the star of co-star of Transplant was that always like did you knew you wanted to get involved with acting or it was just like like you said like sometimes like being an independent like you're like okay I don't have you know or maybe I can't not saying you can't but just like I can't afford to cast this person or I I could just do it myself. Cause like you're you're an amazing actor too. So Thank let's you. Some <laughs> I really tradition. appreciate that.
1: Um yeah, it started out of, of necessity. I didn't have anybody and I was like, I'm gonna do this. And um Risk is the not the short film, but the series. Uh Ibare Pickett was my co-star and working with him, like he was fucking amazing. Like just the scene work that we would do together, and I think it contributed a lot to like what I was able to put into transplants Um, but it's never been like a thing where I was like I want to be an actor Um, transplants is the first time where I was like I am fully well risk was really the first time but like from what y'all have seen transplants is the first time where I was like I need to commit fully to this I need to really dive into this role Um,
0: yeah okay I love that so we're gonna I have a few more questions we're going to tie it Mm -hmm. up but I wanted to also, again, congratulate you. You are, when I was, again, doing my research, you're a part of the series is getting some buzz. You're on a, I thought I wrote it down, but you're involved with Not Looking.
1: Oh yeah. Um, not Looking, I'm very excited because we're having our LA premiere uh, in like two weeks. Oh, nice. Uh, but Not Looking uh, is so dope. I was the producer on it. Um, and I shot the entire series and lit the entire series and by myself. Um, I did some of the editing, uh, some of the sound mixing. Um, yeah. So Delius, uh, which hey, is
0: let me just stop. I'm gonna kind of cut you off. Like you're in you're insane. Like I like it's beautiful. Like this the lighting, like I'm not probably using the words correctly, but like how it looks. The quality is amazing. I watched the trailer and I was like, and I remember, I think I did follow him because I'm like, I got to keep up with this. But when I did my research and I was like, oh my God, oh, Scott, you're a part of this. That is crazy. Congratulations <laughs> on that. I Thank you. I definitely, I see that. I see it for transplant for real. Like it's, you're going places with that. So please keep that. Oh, listen, if you
1: liked episodes one through three, um, wait for four through seven. Because-
0: we're going to get into that, too, because I'm like, so my, I want to ask you, how would you, to Ryan Out Loud listeners, how, what would you like to show, how, oh my God, I'm getting flabbergasted with words here. Pitch it to the Ryan Out Loud listeners. Why is Transplant the show that they want to watch?
1: Um, I would say because it's fun. Like, I feel like the characters have very relatable lives. And that was one of the things that came out of our screening. Like, even the women that were in the audience was like, I loved it. Like, yeah, I'm not gay, but I can relate. I'm not a man, but I can relate to the things that they're going through. And so I think seeing experiences on on camera really will bring people in. And because, like, everyone is dealing with a job that they they hate. Um, because we're realizing that this capitalism bullshit is is that. It's bullshit. Yes. Um, we're dealing with issues that we're having with with men and like navigating that. And for Chad specifically, he's dealing with whatever he's dealing with, where he has those walls up, and he's like using sex as like a thing to not have to let anyone in. Um, but we always have that one where it's like, ooh, I kind of melt for you. Yeah. And I feel like those are the things where people are just kind of like, they're 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 going to be able to relate to.
0: Yeah. Yes, and I and as he finished, I I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree because I I can relate to Chad. <laughs> there's one I'm like, there's the good ones that are just like, you know, the ones that check in on you and that are like, you know, very, give you the energy that you want and crave. And then there's that one that just, that ain't shit, but you just melt. <laughs> you just like, yeah. you melt. it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get it together one day. So with that and asking, I always ask my guests, this is the last question, and I ask this to everybody, and my question is, Is what advice, Oscar, would you give to your younger self?
1: Um, mm, I would say trust your, trust your gut, mm-hmm. um, pay attention to the people who are there in moments of you doing well, I think a lot of times we focus on who's there when we're doing bad, but the reality is it's a lot harder for someone to be there when you're doing good, for them to not be jealous or to not project their experiences onto yours because you're happy and they've had an experience that didn't make them happy that was similar to yours, but had a different outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say find find your people Mm -hmm. and know your boundaries. I'm a very introverted person and I found that 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 pushing myself and, and to be like social in moments where I'm not just you know leads to me not being very happy. So
0: yeah. I love that. I love that. So and then well that is kind of like my last question, but asking, so what's next? What is like I know transplant is your baby, that is your focus. Episodes one, two, three, one through three are out. When can we expect the rest of the the first season and the other projects that you are working on? I know we just talked about not looking at you're a part of, but what's next? What is next? Um, so we're actually we filmed
1: the first three episodes on like a thousand. I think it was like twelve hundred dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for four through seven, we really want to up the ante. So we are launching a fundraiser um within the next uh two weeks. Okay. Because we have everything queued up. But if there's anything I've learned from fundraising, you have to really have your ducks in a row before you start. Um and then we start filming at the end of May. Okay. Um, four through seven are super, super dope because they will be longer. Each episode will be at the very minimum of 20 minutes. Um and we will explore so many more characters and expand our world. Um so I'm I'm very excited, and if you have been watching, then we're gonna definitely explore like Chad and Brandon and see where that goes. Yeah. Um, Dion is he's gonna experience some some interesting uh intersections of his love life, um, and we're gonna see a lot more of the business. Okay. One through three didn't focus on actually building the business; it was more so like this idea, and I think that's very real. Like. Ronnie and I started Alchemist in April, and we still haven't had, April of last year. Mm -hmm. And we still haven't had an official launch for our company because just like the building blocks of, you know, building out the systems and the procedures and all the things that you need in order for it to be, to go well is a lot. And so I felt like that was very realistic for one through three. And so four through seven is going to highlight the process that they're now starting as they
0: build this business um, and the obstacles that they're going to endure okay all right so it's gonna be dope I'm very excited I I can tell I'm excited I and you know please we'll we'll I'll keep in touch but like I want to you know any way I can post on my Ryan Allow page uh the fundraiser link all of that let me know how I can be an asset and help because every this show it needs to it needs to continue let me just say that Mm -hmm. you know so any way I can support let me know yeah okay so i'll tell, tell them we right. might
1: have to get you sorry go ahead
0: no you're fine no
1: nah, i was about to say we might have to get you out here for an
0: episode but we'll, we'll talk oh <laughs> oh hold on i got a my la for debut and a short series listen i've always listen low-key look off track as we we're getting ready to wrap that i i low-key wanted to be an actor um when i was young i had the whole whole thing planned out like I was going to be the male version of Raven Simone in the acting aspect <laughs> my uh comedy chop in my head I, you couldn't tell me nothing about being <laughs> funny but I always tell my mom now I'm like girl you missed the deadline we could have been in penthouses and everything but it's never too late you're right I think you know I we had this conversation about 30s and I you know I had to stop that saying that like 30 was the end of everything you know but listen we got we'll get each other we have each other's contact yeah listen let me know or even if you if I can do an after show host that I love that would be dope I would love to any way that I can support you in your vision and your dream I'm here because we need like I said representation we need these stories like I feel like a lot of our stories sometimes are rooted in trauma and yes, trauma exists, it happens, but we also have, you know, like we don't want to work, we want to yeah. start a business with our friend, like, you know, or reconnecting with the old friend that you have feelings for. Like we had, there's so many different stories that, mm-hmm. hold and I, I, I love that. I love that vision. I wish I had the brains like you to execute it. Like you do everything, but I'll, I'll, I'll stick to podcasting. <laughs> I'll stick to <laughs> podcasting and just give you creatives, uh, your flowers and a platform. That's how, how I, how Thank you. We appreciate
1: <laughs> it so much. We of really course.
0: Do. So Al Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah. Um, my Twitter is Al Scott writes and my Instagram is a.scott. Um, and if you want to follow transplants, it is transplants. Ho, which is really transplants show, but you know, it's only one S. Yeah
0: so <laughs> <laughs> wow I never really thought about that, until now. that. Um, but yeah and I will post everything like the link tree everything in the po in the comments um in the post and everything so Al Scott thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to talk to little old me on Ryan Out Loud this was this has been in the making for a while and I'm glad it happened so thank you for coming on the show I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I'm very excited. Um, I was very
1: excited to talk to you, and I'm I'm excited because I feel like we
0: had a good conversation. I so. think so too. <laughs> Listeners, like I said, make sure y'all support and share, retweet, like we put it in your stories. I don't care. Support transplants, support this creative like please we gotta we gotta do our part um we we talk about we want stories that represent us as black queer men and we have them right in front of us it's just Mm -hmm. about us as a community supporting them so y'all remember black lives matter black queer lives matter black trans lives matter that will say that change and we're out this has been another beautiful episode of run all out and until next time peace